Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. And we're live. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and grotesques to that 6++. Plus plus. Plus, I miss. I went too soon on the plus. I've ruined it. That's the first time I've ever screwed that up. Show. Um, I am your host, Tom. And as you might guess, I'm a little bit all over the place because work is back on and suddenly I have to do multiple things at once. But very excited to be here. And I'm joined by an absolute all-star lineup, starting, of course, with my dear leader, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I am very well. Very well. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, no, I'm good. I um, I haven't hobbied a ton. I built some Tyranids after Impulse buying some Tyranids at Warhammer Fest. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, and we'll see how that goes. I'm going to paint them high fleet. Do you, is it Behemoth or Behemoth? Who knows? Which one do you... I'd say Behemoth. Behemoth. I've always said Behemoth, but I don't know. You know when you don't know if you ever said a thing right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I used to say um, Craft World... Eandon, no, Leandon, I used to say, completely wrong. So uh-huh. there we go. Have you done any hobby, Chris, or games, for example? Have you played any tough games against strong opponents lately? No, <laughs> none at all. Um, I did play pool, though. Um, the, uh, no, um, I have done no, I've done no hobbying um, at all. I have, that's a lie, I've undercoated a wave serpent. Nice. I've just got to try and get the get around to getting the airbrush out and getting that sorted. Okay. Um, and in terms of games, played um, a bit of TTS, um, which obviously we're discussing today. Um, yes. And then Paul and I had a really interesting game yesterday. I ran out the Yanari, he ran out his um, new Dark Angels. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a really fascinating game, actually. I think it was a really um, evenly balanced game. Um, there was five models left on the board at the end. Yeah, at the end of the game. Whoa. At the end of the game, Amazing. I had the Incarn. Paul had, what did you have? You have your, land, your Talon Master, one Terminator, and an Ancient. <laughs> that was it, yeah. That was it. That was that was it. Four models left at the end of the game. Um, it was brutal. Um, it, I think it could have gone either way. There were a few swing points. Um, yeah. Paul is going to, his dice, he's going to keep those exact dice. <laughs> oh, he's event. Never known anything like it. Five double sixes <laughs> in one game. Five, oh. five double sixes in one game. Um, he made 13 out of 15 saves against the Incarn. With he ignores invulnerable saves. Um, oh. yeah, ignoring invulnerable saves. Um, it was quite impressive, but despite that, it's still a good learning game. That so sounds amazing. Absolutely um, amazing. There's one for the ages. Just We just punched each other, smashed each other. I left, <laughs> a lot for me, it's about learning, still learning like the Eldar output. So, for example, I sent in my buffed-up Striking Scorpions, and then the, the good Exarch kills two Bladeguard, and everyone else kills none, basically. Yeah. So, uh, basically, five Striking Scorpions kill three Bladeguard, is what I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, the Banshees, as usual, did fuck all. They do nothing. Um, so, yeah, it's just about learning, like, kind of the outputs into Marines, especially because I haven't still really not played much played any marines with the Inari yet mm-hmm. so i'm still trying to work that out and what order to push things through paul's still obviously now using the line out of line of sight shooting and more of a mixed list so he was like learning how to well, where to position things and where to direct so no it was a really cool game good learning but yeah no hobby just 
bit of playing, which is crazy because I don't really ever practice these days. So. Yeah, very nice, very good. And obviously, I mean, that as alluded to, Paul is here. How you doing, Hello. Paul? I'm very well. Yourself? Did you enjoy your game with Chris? Oh, it was amazing. I had great fun. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was just like, I love this game so much. <laughs> Double six, feel no pain. Double six, feel no pain. Ah, oh, two melter shots have gone through on the wave serpent. Double six. Double six oh. damage. <laughs> oh, you've rolled an eleven on your cast. Double six, uh, <laughs> Double six make, damage is the only way gun. to kill a wave serpent. Double six. So yeah, I had good. the wave serpent out. I was like, it'll be fine. Yeah, What's yeah. the worst that could happen? Ah, oh, two <laughs> shots, and he's got one wing left. Excellent. That's good. And have you have you had to do any prep for? Obviously, we've got a saffron slam. We're going to talk about Paul. Have you had to do any preparation for that? Changes? Uh, yes, I'm currently in the process of prepping and building my desolators or countless ah, desolators. desolators. There you go. Cob launchers. Yes, love that. Very good. Love to see it. Super cob. That's what so you want. On the painting table at the moment. Hopefully, get them. Oh, I need to get them all ready for the weekend. But I've got some days off, so I should be easily bang them out. <laughs> Aaron says that doesn't sound very bang average of Paul. And I have to agree, but Paul isn't a bang average kind of person. Paul. I'm not, no. I either play uh, very, very... It's, it's, one, it's, it's a swing, basically. There's no... <laughs> mm. Excellent. Well, we'll come back to you, because obviously you're on a bit of a learning journey with Dark Angels right now as you move from one state to a new state. Um, but I would be loath not to introduce the very best of our guests tonight, the one and only Ed. How are you doing, Ed? Yeah, not bad. Not Demoted, bad. Ed. <laughs> Demoted from host. Well, I mean, he upgraded did to the job. very best guest. Though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's yeah, it. Yeah. I'm buttering him up because he did a great job last time. I caught the I caught the end of the show live as I was work, walking home from work, and I just thought you guys were brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. So it was nice to always nice to know that there's people who can step in and do better, if anything. Um, so that was great. What's What's new in your life, Ed? Have you been even gaming or hobbying at all lately? Oh, it's been a really, really tough weekend for me. I had to travel down to Windermere on Friday. Okay. Um, spend a really nice weekend with my family. <laughs> the weather was good. We went hiking. Uh, there was a hot tub and an indoor pool. Oh, it was it was it was difficult. Uh, I did end up sunburnt um, because <laughs> nobody packed suntan lotion. Funnily enough, um, the the weather was expected to be rain, rain, and more rain. So I bought a new waterproof. Didn't use it apart from sitting on to eat my sandwiches, uh, but I didn't pack any suntan lotion. Uh, I did take some custodies with me. Who oh, are, nice. Yeah, and it, well, not to play, just to, to get painting. Uh, yep, the light yep. is terrible here. You may be able to see that's a gun in his hand because I'm converting <laughs> up some Sagittarum. Oh, cool. Um, because it's cheaper than spending an extra 40 quid for yeah, a few yeah. bits of resin. And uh, I haven't actually had a chance to play any games this week. Um, weirdly, that's... Uh, I don't know why. There was... Have you have you organised any games though? Ed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, I, I don't think I I was able to organise one. No. <sighs> right, I stood it up. This is the important <laughs> I stood it up by accident, and it's worth saying in a domino effect here. What we're going to do? What all good people do and push the blame somewhere else. Mm. I was stood up by Jamie Clifford, which then meant that I was at a loose end and jumped in on a game. Uh, with Jack Asher, which meant that I then failed my overlap game with Ed. So I'm sorry. This is the perils of TTS, where it's almost too easy. And like all digital things, it just becomes a force for ignoring and neglecting your friends. Um, and I'm sorry, Ed, that I did that to you, and I'll never do it again. But I was just too scared that you were going to dunk me with Grey Knights again like you did last time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really need to learn them for this uh, this team event. Right, we'll um, make amends. We'll get that done. We will get yeah, that done. Yeah. It's definitely you know a good way to play them. 
but it just playing MSU Custodes does my brain doesn't understand it yet. It will, but right now I'm like, the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Charge everything forward, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the last time I played Custodes, I had a brick of eight, a yeah, brick of eight, yeah. and a brick of seven, uh, and that was go all <laughs> yeah. the way in. Yeah, and that was a great time. Yeah, I love the big bricks, the golden slabs. Um, okay, brilliant. Right, well, other than me um, standing it up, it's all gone pretty smoothly so far. So what we're going to do tonight is we are going to do a brief bit of self-promotion because we're very good at self-promotion. Um, and then we are going to preview Saffron Slab, which is a really exciting event taking place um, in Saffron Walden. Is that the town? In, that is the town. Well, it's the town um, in somewhere near me, as far as I know. I know it's not too far from here um, next weekend. Then we are going to focus a little bit today on TTS, Tabletop Simulator, and playing games online. Um, obviously, you've seen already it's a good way to lose friends. Um, but we have been entering into this world a little bit more in recent times as we try and prep things for Teams events. And we have a few thoughts about the ins and outs of that, what the positives are, what the negatives are, things to bear in mind if you do want to venture into that world. I'm, I'm generally very positive, but I'm looking forward to seeing what the other guys think of it. Um, then we're going to chat a little bit about how 10th edition is shaping up. We had some very cool looking demon rules today, which I'd be keen to talk about. Um, but I'm sure the, the other guys have a few thoughts on that as well. And then we'll dive into some listener mail. So bear with us as we chew through all of that. Um, should be quite a good, fun show. So Plus Roundup. We must have, what, eight or nine pieces of content just lined up and ready to go, Chris. Do you want to reel them off for people? Absolutely. Um, if by eight or nine, you mean approximately zero. <laughs> um, it's been, been quiet. It's been quiet time. Um, yeah. As we've said before, with the whole um, the whole 10th edition thing coming out, it means that we're not particularly incentivized to be producing no. lots of videos. My content videos. mojo has gone. It's, it's completely gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So we've kind of had a discussion as a team and said that we're going to kind of, we've obviously got the podcast ticking over. We'll have one or two other things ticking over. But until we hit um, kind of whatever judgment day, which is, you know, two thirds of the way through June, um, we'll fire off. Um, that's when we'll then have a reboot and fire for yeah. stuff. Um, we, w we want to work our asses off then, don't we, really? So I think avoiding burnout and just having a bit of a rest now makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly, because then it means you're far more likely to want to push out yeah. to have a Exactly. Go want to be excited about it when it comes rather than like, oh, more work. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make any bold promises, but there might be a video coming your way in the next week or two. Oh, wow. That is exciting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, That's a big promise. Because remember <laughs> the time you promised me you were going to do um, a bug watch and an expanding empire? I was really keen to do that. And do you remember <laughs> the pictures that I sent in the group chat after I got home from work? No. Where my internet had decided oh, okay. to go oh, yeah. shop, <laughs> which sounds like sounds like such a my dog ate my homework. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've yeah. seen it happen. I've seen, actually that reminds me. Yeah, you dropped out of a TTS game that we'd just set up, Ed. So you know, this is my, my internet is <laughs> good up until it's not. And yeah, then it's, uh, it's an all or nothing um, kind of brought, kind of connection that you've got, isn't it? We um, we have got um, Tom did a another step play Drakari though. So we yes. did one a while ago with um, Skari. Yeah, and this time he's decided not to go across the seas. He's um, attacked the homeland. So Tommy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, I'll bother Scary again. Don't you worry. But I'm, I'm, I'll save Scary for tenth edition. Um, I use this as a really nice opportunity to catch up with Paulie and George from Real Space Raiders, which is a podcast which, as you know, as you'll listen to in this show, um, I'm very grateful to this podcast. It came along for me at a time when I really needed um, a 
distraction mid-pandemic, and it was a wonderful show to listen to. And they, you know, these guys know Jakari inside out, so we had a lot of fun with that. And I got Paulie riffing on his favourite subject, which is what he'd like to see for Jakari in the future, which could easily have been its own episode. Um, but I've I've certainly learned a lot of useful tricks and tips off of them going into the weekend, um, where I will be back on the darkkin myself. Um, which takes us to our next topic, which is Saffron Slam. So obviously, this is a very exciting sort of themed, fun GT in Saffron Walden run by our very own Lewis Elms, who you might know as the only good Imperial Fist player in the world. Uh, and Lewis has been running this for some time. He's built it up from nothing. It's a really fun, sort of got a, got a real mix of local community figures, but also quite a lot of top players from around that area in Saffron Walden. Um, and a really good mix of people going. So it looks really exciting. It looks like it's going to be a really good time. And we've got, we must have like seven, eight players going, I think. Seven, I believe. Seven, yeah. Decent number of six plus plus there, ready to fall just short of podium, as is our way, um, and and represent. So, Paul, you are going, right? I am going, oh, yes, yeah. Wonderful. Right. Tell people what you're taking then, Paul, and how you got there. Right, I'm I'm taking my uh, Dark Angels as is customary for me because it's the only <laughs> army I actually play. <laughs> play I played one army. Song. I played one army once in Ninth Edition. I didn't like it, and I stopped playing them straight away. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's basically I've taken a modification of what I took to the um, the Peterborough Slam at the weekend last, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Um, so I've gone. I've taken out a little couple of the Ravenwing units, uh, taken down the Ravenwing, and I've just added in a few more infantry. I've added a bit more blade guard, a bit more terminators, just no. so I've got some sort of melee punch and sort of stronger objective holding. Um, but other than that, it's, and then oh, and I've got the I've added in the uh, the Desolation squads as the uh, the new source to the list because apparently that's all the rage at the moment is this out of lines shooting, and I thought. What's the best time to join? Jump on the metal wagon. It's, it's dead and done already. So we'll find out because <laughs> everyone's now going to be teched into it. Everyone knows how to avoid it. But I thought, yes. well, for the teams it could be handy. So it's going to be a good practice for the teams to see how they get on. Because there's plenty Definitely. of still plenty of armies out there that don't like having their little toughness three units shot at for five turns from ten models from no line of sight. Yeah, no, that's not, you're <laughs> right. big, big sad, big sad. Not a fan. But that's that's very exciting. And your list is very well rounded, isn't it? It's a bit of a a mixed bag of Dark Angels goodies. So yeah. How, so, did, yeah, how no. did you arrive at that? Um, well, basically, I've just sort of gone. I've got obviously the Desolation squads are there, sit back and shoot, line to line of sight. I've got a couple of Land Speed of Vengeances. They can do a bit of the heavy punch. They're obviously very mobile and quick. Uh, I've got the Land Speed of Tornadoes there for behind enemy lines. They're basically there for scoring me on my one of my secondaries because, generally speaking, I'm trying to go for behind enemy lines, banners, and oves is pretty much. Mm. going to be like the 80% of my secondary taking, so I'll sort of tech towards that. Um, so I've got a single Deathwing champion, so he can just deep strike. He's one model, so trying to screen him out can be a pain in the ass. Yep. Um, you've got the Ravenwing champion, another cheap model that I can just fling across the board. So I've got plenty of ways to score that. Obviously, I've got the Deathwing, the Blade Guard. The Blade Guard are there for the transhuman now, because Obviously, Dark Angels can no longer do that. <laughs> there was a beautiful <laughs> moment where I was like, with my Incarn, Oh, what am I uh, wounding you on here? <laughs> Twos. 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 Oh, you've made all your saves anyway. I made all the saves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, screw you. Yeah. The Dark Angels God still watch over Paul. They really do. The, the loyal devotee that he is, they're not going to let him down just because the rules writers have tried no, to fuck him. Really 
<laughs> but also, it turns out that um, two talent masters um, with AP minus two and plus three movement through the whole game, being able to advance and shoot, is just, um, oh, just so crazy good. bonkers. Yeah, they're just absolutely so bonkers. Yeah, they literally do about ninety percent of the work. Yeah, of the, they, the, the cutting edge that they provide across the game, whilst making it actually very difficult to get them back, is just remarkable. I, I think I'm, I would never leave home without two in a Dark Angels list. They just feel so useful to me. And Azrael's just there because, A, I think the new model is absolutely beautiful, so I want to use it. And he just gives me some extra CP. And he just looks, he's just, I just want to get him in combat and kill stuff. So he's far, he's, he's done nothing. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right, yeah. That's good. That's to be expected, I think. But no, he's all right. He still does, hands out an invun, doesn't he? He's pretty useful in that sense. Yeah, so he hands out, yeah, four plus invun against shooting to um, core infantry and bike units. Uh, yeah, it's very nice to have. Guard. Mm -hmm. uh, not the blade guard, the uh, desolators, sorry. Gives them full rerolls, all that sort of jazz. Excellent, and um, we've had our first round pairings. What did you get? I didn't. I didn't remember. I got. I, we were in. A, we've got a pull off. I'm against the the lovely Paul Bridge. Oh, Paul Bridge. Ooh. That's tough yeah. round one, my man. Excellent. Okay, and what's Paul Bridge running? Iron Hands. He's running the Iron Hands successes. Iron Hands successes. But nice. he has he has gone for a different one. He's gone for Warded and Whirlwind of Rage. So he's got the okay. five up, feel no pain. He gets mortal wounds. Mm -hmm. Which is really good because I've only got one thing in my whole army that puts out any more wounds, and that's Asriel. <laughs> Asriel on a six to wound, so you'll get all yeah. the benefit of that one. I and suspect obviously... there's, there's some pointy-eared fellas out there who are who that's for, not you. Yeah, um, yeah, not for space yeah. marines. Yeah, and then um, he's got whirlwind of rage, obviously exploding sixes to hit in combat. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he's running. Uh, he's got a double tech marine, um, which I was a bit surprised at because normally you'd see a lieutenant for the reroll ones with rights. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know whether he's just trying out something different or if he's just gone for a slightly toned down list for the... I guess it's, it's, it's lots more plus one to hit on vehicles if he's got vehicles, is it? Uh, well, he's got the yeah, he's got a Content to Dreadnought and he's got a Whirlwind Scorpius, so they can both yeah, be... Yeah, so it's, it's, giving, it's giving that good good oh, accuracy oh, oh. From, from hiding, isn't it? Making sure yeah. the Scorpius is still hitting well. Yeah. yeah so that we're hitting on threes, the, obviously the Contempt will hit on twos and... Yeah. He, he sounds quite tilled up for the mirror, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah he's got little... he's got the twenty he's got twenty Vanguard vets with different loadouts of lightning claws and storm shields and grav pistols. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a double lead speed of tornado, so we can have a tornado off. <laughs> Mine are better, obviously. They move yeah, faster yeah. with having in fun. <laughs> I think you uh, might have a very similar game plan by the sound. Yeah, of he's got he's got one desolation squad, and then he's got uh, double double devastators with grav and a eradicator squad, mm -hmm. and that's that's his list. So yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be a very evenly matched game, I think. I think mm. it's going to be a good one. It's going to be an absolute murder fest. It will be a murder fest, yeah. There's going to be a lot of melter. And I guess making some saves is going to be good if you if you have that in you. That's going to be a good thing to yeah, do. Yeah, if, I can, if, if my, my luck wasn't all used up in the game against Chris, <laughs> and I, I will roll abysmally the whole game and just cry about it afterwards. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to blame it all on the dice. So if I lose... Yeah, blame it, blame it all on the dice. Yeah. And so Saffron's all about an atmosphere, so I think if several of us can have a massive flipping sulk round one and just yeah, throw our yeah. toys out the pram, try and get the terrain changed, cry and <laughs> bitch and moan, call Lewis out on social media, all that stuff, you know, all, the, all that really classy stuff that people do. Um, I think if we can get involved with that, that'd be really good because that's something we've been missing as a team. We don't, we don't, we haven't um, done that yet. We don't kick up a bid fuss on no. online as much we as we should. Toys out the pram. Yeah, I think real teams do that. So that's we need to make some comments on like competitive forty k. I think absolutely. Maybe if we all bandwagon Lewis at once and just absolutely fucking flame yeah. down Trash on him, him, just make our opinion. Flame his Facebook page. I think I think respect will just roll in as a result. Yeah, so, yeah I think yeah. that's that's what we'll do. 
Brilliant. Okay, well, I'm very excited to see how you get on. I think you versus Paul Bridge is a really interesting game. And um, maybe I'll just put my army in the open round one, and then I can come and watch yours. Um, <laughs> There's going to be a lot of smack talk. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's going to be yeah, a, yeah. a fantastic... I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fantastic mm -hmm. game. And uh, I think Paul's going to be looking for... He's going to be looking for blood because um, we've only played once before and I beat him. So I'm, I'm, nice. I'm one nil up already. So oh, that's, that's you hear that? You're going to lose Paul Bridge? Yeah, You're getting called Paul out. Bridge, yeah. Paul Bridge. Called out Paul Bridge. Friend, friend of the show who we very much like, Paul Bridge. You're going down. We're going <laughs> to get you. We're going to get you. Excellent. Right. Well, I'm I'm on Drakari, and this is a mix of things. I, I was toying with taking Drakari just because I'm running out of time to play the book, and we're, we're towards the end, and I'm still looking to put a couple of results up with them. But we also, in teams discussion at one stage, we all got a bit freaked out by the glass hammer terrain. We were looking at it, oh, it's really dense. It's all melee armies. We need all melee armies. And I was like, well, I like Drakari. They're a melee army, so I'll write a Drakari list. I've since tested it, and I've also tested Gene Stealer Cult, and I'm like, actually... You can still just shoot still people. Right. You yeah. can still just shoot people if you need to. Although, you know, the buildings are a bit scary, but uh, if you have an army that can cut any angle it wants, um, you, you'll be all right. So I'm not taking Drakari to teams probably, but that's actually that makes it all the more fun to be running them this weekend and yeah. off the back of the chat with the Real Space Boys as well. And also Lewis with Saffron obviously wants to cultivate an environment where people are trying different things and having fun. So I'll definitely be in that camp. And I have mixed the build up a bit. I'm going Angry Melee Coven. I've got one big slab of six grotesques, two nice. little two little slabs of three, three Talos, freshly mm -hmm. reinstated with core, and some a bunch of racks. And these guys have got a custom cult where they get exploding sixes in combat, because I've heard those are good. And they, they also get um, a minus one to the CP cost of Torturer's Craft, which is a coven strat for full rerolls to wound, which means the mm -hmm. racks do it for free, which is very nice. And the big boy squads do it for one CP. And rerolls on Grotesque or Talos are very, very nice indeed. Um, what I really want to do is roll sixes on my Talos Icor injectors so that I can do multiple D3s worth of mortal wounds um, because that would be really funny. But that's only three dice, and that's probably not uh, not one to invest an entire game plan in. But then <laughs> I, back, I back that up with there's another witch coat I really like that I used to use quite a lot in conjunction with Coven back in the day, which is Red Grief. Red Grief are all about speed, you get extra advance, you get reroll charges, and you get a strat, very Harlequins-like strat, where you can fight and jump back in a boat. And in line with this, I've got two succubus. One of them runs away when she fights, the other one pops in a she boat in a when boat. she fights. So there's a, lot like of, there's a lot of succubuses hitting you and then not being there when you want to hit them back, which I'm really excited about. What does the Red Grief give you? What's their chapter thing? That's it. So plus two advance and reroll oh, charges. Advance. Which oh, on, nice. on, on witches is super, super nice. You've got reavers that go 30 inches. You've got hellions that go 20 before the advance is added, um, which is very, very fun. So I've got some hellions, I've got some reavers, I've got some blood brides, little five blood brides, and my venoms are in red grief as well. So the venoms are effectively 18 plus on their advance, which is very, very nice as well. So it's all about speed, all about hiding and then getting out and reaching um things but it's very melee focused uh drazar's in there with a bunch of incubi as well because you know it's a jacari list so no surprises there so I, I i like it i think it still suffers from the issues jacari in general suffer from which is you're very good when things want to come and fight you but if someone doesn't it's actually it's quite hard to actually get to grips with them but we'll see um secondary game can be a bit of an issue but i'm, I'm optimistic uh, but round you, one, I've you... got guard. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but piloted by quite a young pilot, Louis, who I've not met, but um, Louis tells me he's one of the local club members. He's quite a young lad. So we'll be trying to, to play that in a in a nice and 
sort of responsible fashion, as is always the way when you. It's, it's quite a weird when you draw like a young player at an event. It's it's like, but it's very different. I've played one one lad, Alex, who's up at Hellstorm, played his Necrons when I was there, and it's a very fun experience. But also, you yeah, you just have to play it slightly differently because you don't want to be a knobhead to someone who's half your age. Right. <laughs> not to make the child cry. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. So we'll see. Rob, guard is guard is terrifying. So Rob Kinton and I went to a doubles event in eighth, mm -hmm. and we played just the most leaf blower of lists. Yeah, we must have spent like four or five nights just you know talking sat in bugman's talking online <laughs> with like the most mathematically perfect leaf blower we could <laughs> and it was basically just the crusader that did mortal wounds uh and then tank commanders and guard uh it was great it was fantastic and our first round was against two kids must have been like 12 13 both of them um <laughs> playing full hero hammer <laughs> <laughs> Which was like, we were so glad they went first. They got to do something with their models, and then we're like, okay, pick that up, pick that up, pick that up. They were great. They they were very gracious in in defeat. Um, but yeah, oh, that was. If we'd gone first, I'd have felt very bad. Yeah, I say I've I've only played like quite young players a couple of times, and I'm, they've always been great. Like very 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 sort of mentally very down and 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 very, having fun in the game, and that's that's a good thing. Did any heroes make your lines, or did you just kill them all? I don't remember, which means no. <laughs> I don't think there was anything to remember. Justin says, I can't wait to hear how this young guard player just annihilated you after you tried to play nicely. That's, Justin, that's exactly how this goes, because it, it's exactly that. You know, it's, it's sort of, it's, you can play, it'll be, it'll be nice about it, but his list is literally going to absolutely demolish mine if mine is anywhere near its site. That's the nature of it. The finial, so good into Drakari, because all the coven are six up saves, relying on a feel no pain they don't get. That's not. That's not an ideal situation to be in, um, and I don't love mortars. So we'll see. As I say, it's um, it'll be an interesting one. Has he um, got the Kassikin as well? Oh he's, oh, he's only got ten, but he does have the jump Kassikin. The key, yeah. I don't love that. That's not that's not an easy time. But um, at least it can only nuke one unit. Well, that's potentially two, I guess. But yeah. All right, I could probably, yeah, Drakari could probably nuke three if it if it decides to. It just depends what it gets a line on. But it, it'll be a really interesting game. Um, he's got a Rogal Dawn. I love the Rogal Dawn. Such a cool tank. So. Yeah, gonna be gonna be intrigued to see, and yeah, Justin, I'll be I'll be on here next week telling you how I got completely destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I mean that's Saffron. Um, we are gonna be at Saffron helping set up. I think Chris is gonna be judging on Sunday. Is that right, Chris? You're gonna be involved. Yeah, so um, I'm coming along on the Sunday to help out and um, whatever Lewis wants me to do, really. So I'll yeah. be around there. And I'm helping set up on Friday, and the plan is for Lewis and I to play an exhibition game on one of the boards, and we're going to play Imperial Fist versus Iron Warriors, and it's going to be glorious. And we're both going to have a big stupid tank, and I'm going to go first, so it's going to be fun. I'll just just go first. Which big stupid first. tank are you bringing? I am bringing a Land Raider Achilles. Oh, nice. Which is a pretty nice tank in Iron Warriors, whisper it softly. It can, it can do some stuff. It can definitely do some stuff uh, if it's alive. Which is a you don't have hit. a Spartan then? No Spartan, sadly, no. I've got um, a Vindicator is in the list as well. Because <laughs> Iron Warriors, got to have a Vindicator. Got some Venom Crawlers, got some Chosen. I'm sure after the match you'll remember why Venom no one else brings the... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Vindicator's got a, sh a shield by stuff. Do you mean explode and die? Yeah, it's going to do that. It's absolutely going to do that, Swissly. But it might make him explode and die, possibly. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't decided. Me and Lewis haven't decided if we're going to play Tempest or like 
match play yet what we're going to do but we'll um we'll get that sorted and, and there must be a narrative one that you can find for campaign for them could to be a, that could be quite fun but at the end of the day whatever spin we put on it it's going to be big tanks trying to total each other immediately at the start yeah, of the game and, and that's it's whether that happens we'll find out and we can both talk about how much toughness 12 we're going to have uh, <laughs> when, we, when we run it again in the new edition well, maybe toughness 13 might be might be um, so, yeah, really looking forward to Saffron Slam. We've got a bunch of people going. If you are going and you are a fan of or a friend of the show, do come and say hey. Um, well, I think my outside pick to win it is Tom Douche, because I've not seen Tom Douche at an event in a while, but he's a very good player. Um, but obviously Jack Tight, the force of nature that is Jack Tight. Coming uh, off his win at Peterborough as well. Coming off his win at Peterborough will also be there, and you never bet against Jack Tight. So we'll have to see how that goes. He I told like me his list of team, we always bet against Jack Tight. We, all, right, well, sorry, we, we always bet against him, but we we haven't got any money off of that. You know, <laughs> we try, we absolutely try. Mm. Actually, a shout out to Jack Tight because he was very kind. He saved my bacon. We played a game, and I lost it by a couple of points. And he saved my pride by saying, "Well, in in WTC scoring, which we're practicing for, Tom, that's a draw." And I was like, "Oh, thank you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you made me feel much better." <laughs> Oh, that actually reminds me, before we do the TTS discussion, I had a an Above and Beyond award to give out because our very own Aaron Wilson was at Home Turf this weekend. Now, Home Turf is a little local 1K event next to me and Aaron where we live. And <laughs> we're not giving you any money, Jack Tight. <laughs> um, and Aaron and I went to the last Home Turf and we, we had a good time at that. And Aaron was there again with his orcs. And Home Turf is a very chilled, very relaxed event. It's all our local sort of player base, most of whom are fairly sort of sort of fun and, and casual players rather than super competitive. And Aaron um, won a couple of games and then had a very close game in the final um, where essentially Aaron, Aaron's opponent was having a, a couple of difficulties with, with sort of his end game and figuring out his win path. And Aaron essentially just went, went friend mode and helped him out and helped him work out what he needed to do to bring home the win. Um, which I felt was massively in the spirit of, of that RTT. You'd have to be a real twat to win it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Aaron because obviously Aaron, Aaron's an absolute killer and can do can smash events and, and does very well. Um, but I think he, he showed his sort of sportsmanship and his conduct there. You know, he was there to have a good time and, and, and play with his mates and, and wasn't looking to sort of just get one over on someone. So, yeah, love you, Aaron. You make me proud all the time. Well done, um, Yeah, love to see it. Really good stuff. So, okay. Enough of the real world. Let's go into the much safer digital realm. Um, let's retreat into the return of computer gaming because we've all been playing Tabletop Simulator in recent times and it's been an interesting experience. I mean, do you want to, how have we arrived at this? Why has this happened, do you think? Why have we started playing TTS more in recent times? What has, what has given you rise? you all live so far away. That is the primary answer right? <laughs> we've, we've got this sort of multinational team now <laughs> got it is uh, you know i i have nagged and nagged and nagged <laughs> and then one person's gone oh, i'll give it a go and then they went oh you know that wasn't too bad and then someone else went oh i'll give it a go um and you know that we've been fielding questions left and right in the group chat um and now people can play and, and do play yeah it's it's worked out well no, very good. Yeah, that's actually exactly the right course of events. So well done, Ed, for getting us, dragging us, <laughs> kicking and screaming into the 21st century. We're finally... We're only like two years too late. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. only two... Oh, no, we'll be fine. We'll, I'm sure it would be just as useful going forward. It um, was enlightening. I found that some people are good at listening to instructions 
Um, some people less so. I don't think I need to. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was like several times when he was helping me set it up where Ed just told me not to do a thing and I immediately... Yeah. <laughs> I get, there's only really one that stands out, which is where I was like, right, mouse over the three buttons, do not click anything. And then you clicked load. <laughs> and the map just disappeared. Yeah. The table with terrain formed. Yeah. You're like, oh. Not oh, again. Yeah. So good. Now you're a very patient teacher. I've, I, you'll be pleased to know I'm now able to do Yellow Scribe all by, all by myself, and I've, oh, I've, I've, I've sorted the lists out with that as of the last. Because I don't think it's really your fault the issues you are having. It seems to be weirder to work out on iPhone for some reason. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I think the last time I did it, what I realised was when it says copy and paste your code, it means it because there's a there, there seems to be a hidden extra letter that isn't visible. Yeah. No, mine works. I just type it out from my. Phone are you on Android? Screen. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but either way, Android when I, seems to yeah. work. Everyone with iPhone seems to have issues. That's it. When I did it on iPhone, if you just type it in, you're actually one letter short, so you need to mm. copy and paste it, and that was that was throwing me off. I don't know if that's to protect people just spamming stuff on it or what. I don't know. Either way, um, yeah, Yellow Scribe is a very nice plugin if you do get on Tabletop Simulator, which allows you to track your stats and your wounds and all this stuff on your units. Yeah, I need to do that. One thing I have found though is that since uh, my Battle Scribe got updated not long ago to a new version of Battlescribe. And since then, my, my, my rosters no longer save onto my phone. I can't find them anywhere. They do. It's just in a different spot. Um, message me afterwards. I'll tell you where yeah, it is. So I, ended up, I basically just had to install Battlescribe on my, my laptop, create the list in that, and then I just transported it. So it's not like a massive problem. But yeah, Yellowscribe is a fantastic tool to use. It gives you all yeah. your rules and you can track your wounds. Yeah. So I guess... We can we can probably divvy this up, right? So you you've all you all use tabletop simulator to some extent. You're you're at different points in the past. So I guess if we think about some positives and some things you've gained from it first, and then we can move to think about what other sort of challenges or issues with it, right? Um, so perhaps if we start with you, Capitan, what are the positives for in your sort of recent experience of using TTS? Why might someone want to play tabletop simulator if they're a forty k player? Well, um, if we go back to COVID, um, Paul and I gave it a go many moons ago <laughs> best game and, ever um <laughs> i was running my neck from flying gun like this i just wanted to give it this carry on using it and paul was like i want to see what dark angels are like when i take like seven impulses of course he and, does and <laughs> um, seven five man intercessors because all with a power fist why are you like handle. this paul why <laughs> i don't know it's, it's a disease <laughs> and I, know it, I know i've got it but i can't stop it now you see if you paint, painted those models black i'd say that's a savvy list builder That's right there. <laughs> um, so I think obviously one of the positives um, is that you can just try out the lists that um, you in in a variety of ways. So you mm. can try out lists that you would never get to use in real life um, just for fun. Um, you can try out lists to try and work out um, stuff before you're going to purchase it. Um, and you could just there's just so many different options there i won't cover them all because you guys need to talk stuff as well um but i think yeah so for me one of the um positives is that you can just try out a wide ranging amount of different armies mm. that you would never get to use and styles of lists that you'd never get to use in the real world because they're cost prohibitive you know i could go oh, i want to run my ad mech and i want to see what 18 chicken walkers with las cannons is like Right? Of course you do. Um, rather than spend Sounds like the best list I've ever heard of. Rather than spend the five hundred and forty pounds it's gonna cost me to run that, I can put that on TTS and then realise it's shit. 
So, mm. you know, it's just kind of, um, it's that opportunity to try those sorts of things. And that'll be, I think, as we move into 10th, I think that'll be, um, that'll be really interesting. So yeah, that's one positive that I have come across. Fantastic. And how about you, Ed? Um, I guess uh, this kind of goes hand in hand with being part of the tournament scene. It lets you play against a higher caliber of opponent, yeah. I find. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of like locally, there are a couple of people who I know who have been part of my, my local play group who I actually don't get to play very much anymore mm. because real life tends mm. to get in the way. But in the lead up to Manchester, for example, when Dark Angels and Space Wolves were a thing, I could hit up Ben Pritchard, who was mm. number three Dark Angels, and yeah. play multiple games into him. I played yeah. Chris Radford, number one Space Wolf player, and just got to, you know, get my face smashed in repeatedly. Didn't want to yeah, number players. four Dark Angels player, though, did he? Um, and i i just got to play like loads of really valuable reps into those those armies and then realize that i was having a bad time with the list that i was i was running but um you know the the practice was really valuable um and i think that's probably my favorite thing about it i know you played brian seat recently well yeah i was was gonna say that that's a really good example because this is when when i sort of reinstalled it a few weeks ago in my head, I was like, well, the one thing I'm going to use this, make sure I use, well, other than playing my own team, which is a fantastic thing to be able to do. And again, good caliber in our team. So those are good games. Um, but I was like, I'm going to all those players I've I've played out at events who have just dumpstered me. I'm just going to every couple of weeks, make sure I play at least one of those because that's just good for you. Right. As I said, Brian, Brian, and I played um, on the weekend and I mean, it was still a massacre. He absolutely massacred me. That's what Brian, that's what, that's what Brian does. And I, a couple of times I did just fall into it. I look at the pattern of the game now, and it's another classic case of needing to just hide and bide my time and wait more than I did. Um, Warp Spiders love neophytes. Boom. They just absolutely go through a 20-man like it doesn't exist. Um, but we had a fun game, and I didn't let him have any points on Warp Ritual, so... I'm happy enough with that. That's that was that was my little spiteful point of pride in the game. Your um, your plan generations in the making kind of falls flat when Eldar live for thousands of years. It, it does. doesn't really yeah, come there. It does, and they you know they they're forewarned. They know you're coming. It's very hard to get the jump on Eldar, um, and ignoring covered lots of shots is is not a gene stealer's friend. But again, super useful because again, just watching the way someone like Brian, who is a top top player, uses TTS right. He's drawing lines, he's looking and anticipating the different places, stuff I can drop in, can see where it can point. He's using kind of screening, you can put like circles around your units to show how far they can screen out, using that in conjunction with lines on ruins to say, well, if I've got this there and that screen's there, you can't hit. It's just quite, quite remarkable the way in which you can actually use it as a tool to think about your opponent's kind of firing lanes and to draw your own firing lanes as well. Um, was really really interesting and very impressive and of course you know he's, he's just such a, a a wonderful sort of player of the game to get to play and i wouldn't other i mean ch- ch- chances are i just don't hit brian at events you know I've, I've played him a couple of times but it's not likely right so yeah i think that's a real strength of it as you say being able to go and play those difficult games because you know this is something we always say but it, it could not be more true it's like the people who make you feel a bit like you've got a lot to learn those are just the people you should be playing, right? You, you, you shouldn't shy away from those. You should go and play those games because that's where you develop much quicker and learn so much more. Just to piggyback on that quickly, what you were saying about the auras and the line of um, the mm. lines he was drawing, um, that's where TTS can really help you step your game up because yeah. that's what these players are doing in their head yeah. or using dice, which is yeah. much harder to visualize. Yeah. But when you can see what they're seeing, yeah. it suddenly makes you go, oh, hold on. 
Yeah, no, I need to add that aspect to my game. A hundred percent. No, that's exactly that. Because yeah, sometimes you yeah you play people at events and you're just like, what what wizardry is this? How how are they anticipating and dealing with? It? And as you say, you've got a tool here which can render much more visible all of these little <clears throat> the finesse elements of the game, how far you can screen things out, what your threat ranges are, what the angles you need to cut on buildings are, where you're safe, where you're not safe. Um, and it's super, super useful to see that in that form. And then, as you say, take it into actual physical games. How about you, Paul? What's the positive of TTF? I mean, you, you've pretty standpoint? much covered most of the sort of basic I'm ones. Sorry, I'm sorry you went last. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, one of the good things I think is that um, I need to probably start doing this more, um, but is you can literally just on your own load your map up, load your army up, and yes. just practice how yes, do I deploy does. my army? Yes in the most sensible way so that I've got make sure my models have got enough so that they can move on to an objective are they gonna can I can I put them in a certain way so that when my an enemy moves out so many inches they can't get line of sight because a game can be won and lost purely on how you've deployed your army 100%. and this can just let you practice it and just make sure you've got your ranges and that all set yeah. up before you even get onto the table yeah and I know a lot of people do that and they'll even just They'll go through all the maps in the map pack and just go, right, this is how I'll deploy my army in literally every single game, regardless of what the opponent does, because they know that this yeah. is how they're going to play their secondary game straight off the bat from there, yeah. which I no, think is just an amazing tool. It's exactly right. And I mean, that, this is part, partly why we had a busy weekend of it, not just because obviously we were celebrating the coronation in the only way anyone should, which is by playing a whole bunch of 40k games. But um, we have got the Glasshammer Teams event, and obviously that's a different terrain set to what we typically play on, right? So we're sort of, how are we going to actually practice on this? And then we find, oh, all the Glasshammer boards are on TTS, so we can actually put those maps out and learn about them and see the sort of specificities of those maps. Um, you know, the first game I played on it, which was against Jamie, and he was testing an Imperial Knights list, what I, what I learned was, yeah, Drakari don't love being able to get into the staging ruins if they don't go first. It's quite a long way for some of their units to actually get yeah. and hide, right? They're not quick enough on foot um, to cover that ground. So either you've got to deploy on the line and just take a hit Hope and get in the there. Time. If you end up behind, you are literally waiting a turn until you have advance and charge before you can even get out. Um, and that's a really useful thing to learn. And it's the same. I was a little bit, with GSC testing, I was a little bit worried about whether they'd be able to see it. I've played a few games. I was like, no, you can you can do this. You can absolutely, although the, the the angles are a bit concerning, you can definitely get, as long as you don't make dunking people with neophytes your entire game plan, you, you will be able to do some stuff with it, right? It's, it's, it's not... Um... Oh, we've got a comment from Jack that I think is really important, which is, it's nice for rewinds and replaying games. Yeah, absolutely. That's the nice thing about it. If, like, if, you, if you're two turns in and you know the way it's going to go, Chris and I had a game like that the other day where it was like, yeah, this, you know, we, we, we see what the pattern is and there's some lessons in there, but there's no, we don't need to play the rest of it. The nice thing is you've, you've not driven to your mate's house and you've sort of, you're, you're sunk in and you're like, well, I'll play three more turns. You can just call it there and, and then do something else and, and, and re-rack. And we played across the team that day and swapped, you know, swapped up teams and pairings a little bit and that was really fun. Um, Havoc also said, most of my playing 40k has been through TTS because I live so far away from my friends. It's fantastic. And yeah, again, as a, you know, as a tool for connecting you to people you really want to play, I think that's awesome and it's really nice to be able to do that. To um, sag off Jack's point, it is, I think as well, and this is more of like a intangible, I guess, it's emotionally, to me, feels less like 40k. Um, yeah. So it's it's much easier to to play practice 
instead of going, how am I going to win this? Mm. So a lot of the games I've had, for example, when I was playing Tau, when Tau were really good into, say, Space Wolves or what have you, um, I'd say, I'll go second in this map. You know, this is a difficult deployment. Or we'll play on this deployment because yeah, this yeah. is the best um, map for you. And it gives us an actual game where you can we can limit test here. Um, so you can actually practice yeah. the things that need practicing instead of just turning up, rolling some dice, and then going, I think I learned something. Yeah, completely. And I, th I think it helps you to be a little bit detached from it, right? In a, in a way, and, and to have that mindset of, yeah, let's let this is learning. And again, this is exactly what Brian said when we turned it the other day. It was like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll learn how this goes and we'll learn what this does because he, he hadn't played into Rustic Glory. He had no idea how <laughs> that was going to go. And so that's, that's really useful. Um, and you can see why top teams do so well through that kind of studied, assessed stress testing almost of, of different situations as well. Um, let's talk then. About Just quickly before we do oh, go sorry. on. Paul, Paul's got the one, one other good say. thing about TTS, and I'm surprised no one else has mentioned it, is that if you get to turn two and you're realising that you're being smashed, you flip the table. Flip the table. <laughs> that is the, the best feature on any game ever, the fact that you can just flip the whole table and just go, screw this, turn it off and walk away. There are some very fun features like that on there. Another thing I quite there's a little like portal that you can throw di old dice away on. I like I just, just chucking my everything. opponent's models in there as well. It's fun, just like yeah, to permanently delete your. your, your when tank I was when I was playing Ed, I, well, while he was doing his last turn, I was already lost in this game. I went off to the corner and I took one of his dread knights and I enlarged it so it was like nearly as big as the table <laughs> and I just dropped it on top of it. <laughs> and what did you say? Here's a, a Warlord Titan or something. <laughs> a, huge, a huge Nemesis Dreadnought just appeared on top of the table. So good. Yeah, exactly. You do get some fun moments um, of that sort. I think when I played Jack the other day, and he, like, you can put like different like markers and angles down. He put some down, and I don't know what happened, but it just flipped one of my trucks, and the Kelamorph had been perched on top of it to show he was in there, and the Kelamorph just <laughs> flew like... <laughs> 300 meters across across this digital world and just hit a wall on the other side. It's like, oh god. <laughs> um, okay, well, okay. Well, sorry, we've got one more comment. We'll just field that from Havoc. So I love dice rollers on the Sandsize maps too, where it organizes and shows how many of each dice result. Havoc, I completely agree with you. And actually, for someone like myself, I mean, I've said this many times, but I can't stress enough. I'm not a, like a natural odds and odds and outcomes person. I, this comes a little bit slowly to me in 40k when you literally see how many shots miss on three up accuracy you're like oh that's actually loads actually yes loads is gonna miss it is not like in my head for some reason i always like overestimate things like three up shooting like it's it's, it's, it's good to see that and and to see um you, you can see the variance but you also yeah you get that much visualized that very visualized sense of the averages and what what something actually does in your head warp spiders for me is a big one because you go oh they got like 66 shots that's tons of shots you do it a couple of times and you're like Okay, without blast, actually, that is not tons of shots. That is not. That's not. That's not uh, ending the world for anyone other than twenty neophytes. Okay, so we're going to go towards the challenges. Thanks to bear in mind. What are the issues, downsides, even negatives, whatever you like. Paul, you get to go first because you were at the end last time. Oh right, excellent. Um, I guess. <laughs> I mean, me and Chris kind of touched on this, and it is purely a personal thing, but the dice rolling for me. It's just never the same as rolling. Of course it's I love not. rolling dice. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. more satisfying than just picking up handfuls of dice and throwing them. And when you're playing TTS, you just click a button, it does it. You're like, oh, you just don't get that. You don't get that endorphin rush. Yeah. I mean, for me, because like linked to that, in real life, I see 10 dice or 10 shots. I pick up those dice. I then roll those dice. 
in TTS what happens is I try and pick up those dice <laughs> and then I fail to select the dice and then I fail again and then I finally pick up the dice and then I go and put them in a box and, and you I miss the box, the box every time and then the dice <laughs> fly off everywhere um, and yeah so yeah I understand that Paul yeah <laughs> But uh, Chris, you've got some issues of your own with TTS, right? That probably better. So my main issue is um, a personal issue, which is I don't have a mouse. Okay. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> when you try and play this game with no mouse, it becomes quite frustrating. Mm. Um, because not only is there the issue of being unable to um, pick the um, the dice up, but pick the models up, move the models, and I have ordered one. It is due this week. But the uh, reality is that when you've got those little elements of frustrations, and I'm sure there are various other frustrations in the game, and you know, you're trying to move that model into the right place and be specific, and oh, I've gone and bumped into these other models and um, I've now knocked them over or flipped them over or whatever. Um, it then can mean that because you, you're getting frustrated in that, you don't have the patience to do some of the other aspects mm-hmm. of the game um, where you're like, so I know, for example, for me, because of my mouse issues, I'm like, right, just get the models roughly where they're supposed to be. And yeah. actually, you're not then getting to practice the specifics of, we all know, like, the charge and uh, fight phase can be really intricate, and you can get a lot of yardage out of that. Yeah. You don't get to practice that. On no, no, it's, it's very not, hard to simulate. It's not really yeah. possible. So, therefore, of course, you can say this is my intent, yada, yada, yada. But there's no replica. Uh, ro- it's no replication of being able to do it in real life and practice those fine motor actual skills. Um, so yeah, it is all about kind of that intent aspect. And this block moves here, and this block moves here. But you're not getting to practice the specifics of the game. I think it has to just to be a bit more general um, in those sorts of situations. Um, so yeah and i just i get well i'm fed up of trying to pick up these dice or pick up these models so then i don't have the patience to be like right let's now try and put in this time to make sure we got these angles and these circles and these lines and all that stuff. Yeah. so i mean sure. that's more of a personal thing but. no absolutely but it does take time and it, it gets quicker the more that you do it but i think it, it's a longer time sink to the point that actually finishing full games on it does take a long time um which i think is the part of the appeal of just doing i like to just do two three rounds of like where are we looking you know, well, where are we at? Um, rather than play the at least entire you can game. Always pause the game state, which is a benefit, I guess, of it. Yeah, you can save it and come back to it, but you know, it's like, like you know, it's forty k, man. You know, we're all we're all jonesing for forty k. We don't want to stop halfway through. It's very hard, very hard to persuade people. Um, how about you, Ed? Any challenges or downsides for you? Um, I think a lot of the things that you guys have been saying are more just getting reps in yeah i'm a big fan of the um of korean advice i don't know if you any of you play league but um you know it's just don't make mistakes and win the game um, <laughs> but uh yeah i fucking hate moving models i can be very mm. precise i can i can do all the positioning that i want to but there's just that little bit of like edge them right up to the wall and get right where you want to and since i've discovered that you can hold t to hold the models down to the the tabletop as you move them it's mm. better but it's still just that that bit of faff yeah um but otherwise i think yeah i think that's i don't really have many issues with it like i like i like tts but i find it frustrates me a bit when i play yeah absolutely i think that's it and i think there's a baseline there can be a bit of a frustration. I have this a bit with computer games in general, where when I'm cooped up and I've got headphones on, my baseline, 
like irritable. It's just a bit higher than it normally is. Ed can attest to this because I we totally had a game. Mean, mate. You know exactly what I mean. Because we had <laughs> we had a game. I mean, it was there was there were other factors, right? There were other factors. Tom was irritable in general, but I just proper like spun out. I was a grumpy, grumpy boy because I was not enjoying <laughs> trying to figure out TTS. I was getting demolished by Ed's savvy play with his grey knights. I had no idea what was going on. I was just getting mullered, and I was just generally quite snappy in a way I don't tend to get in real life. And I've always had this with games where, like, yeah, it's just something about headphones on in your room just doesn't feel quite the same. And I'm a little bit guilty of getting of being a little bit more at risk of getting a bit grumpy or, or snappy in that context. So that's something that's what... you don't have to uh, put your headphones on and sit in your room every week for two hours on a Tuesday. Well, that would be uncomfortable you know, for two, all of us. As we, as, we, <laughs> as we saw two weeks ago, it can definitely get me whilst I'm doing this show as well. If I'm not careful, I absolutely went off. I can't remember. I was just slagging Jack tight off for no reason. What do you mean no reason? I was absolutely getting into the weeds with everyone. For, but I was, oh yeah, it's just, this is, and this is actually a this leads I me can't to believe I didn't see that. Yeah. I need to go back and watch Tom's Villain. <laughs> Yeah, I had to take myself out of it in the end. I was just like, no, I'm just, I'm a sulky boy tonight. I need to watch it. It was probably in the same week that I played you, Ed. So I was probably just a bit grumpy. But I think this, it does take me to a general point, I, I think, with TTS that I have, which is that I think TTS, like a whole bunch of awesome digital tools, is is an extra. It's an extra. I think it's, it's a way of helping you get more out of a game we already play that's very much in person. And, I, you know, I think the game we were in love with is the one that, takes us to places, makes us meet people, shake hands with people, be in the same room, talk to each other, socialise, and all the wonderful, very genuine energy that comes with that. And, you know, yeah, computer games are great and they and they have they have their place and but for me they never quite scratch that itch in the same way. And I think I think there's something something about proper forty K and actually going out and hanging out with someone for the evening that's wonderful. The the nice thing about TTS is if you're knackered, I mean so this weekend for example, I think we'd had I had Warhammer Fest the weekend before. I was like, last thing I want to do is actually go and travel and play 40k. But I'm well up for just pottering about at home and playing, a, you know, a, a few turns intermittently with people. Um, so it's really nice for that. <laughs> Less back pain after a game of TTS, says Justin. That's certainly true. That is certainly true. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I like it for that. Um, but I, yeah, I always have it in its place as something that's helping you do something something else that I, I, still, I still think I don't think it's a substitute for real games although it does make me curious about whether we could we tried to get like a six plus plus crusade going and it was difficult because it's hard to actually get people in the same place but I'm wondering crusade on TTS maybe it find a bun- find a bunch of like thematic maps there's loads because people have made tons of them and do some little little crusade games might be quite fun but we might as well wait until they've made new crusade or whatever it is they're going to do new save whatever the next version is Got a couple of the comments. So, yeah, Havoc says. I'm not going to let you get away with that. <laughs> I love Newsade. I think that's really funny. That's they. I imagine just whole Newsade books coming out this time oh, around. No. That'd be great. Havoc says downsize models, particularly if you play Chaos. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Like the the actual quantity of models that they made is very varied. I think it's got so much better than when I played it in Pandemic era. Like the Dalaman model has a, a lot actual out there. flaming sword, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It is actually animated on fire. Yeah, you you said that to me. I was like, yeah, my model's got a flaming sword, and then you loaded the model, and I was like, oh fuck, it's animated. That's really <laughs> cool. Mine. Animated flame. I was like, this mine is has awesome. painted so flames. Yeah, it's super cool. There's some Chris. You've got Brian had a plug in for Elder that you must get which is like a it's a fate dice and it's a webway gate and you click it and it just spits out six dice oh, and they are and, they, and they're there you know and then randomizes and sort of maps them all to the and then you accidentally use them and you're like i don't know what my fate dice were exactly that i'm sure i'm sure if, i'm sure if you want to do that but this helps keep them out of the way and, and in one yeah. place um 
Jack says you have to play a lot by intent. Yeah, I completely agree. And again, I think because it's interesting, we've seen this shift amongst top players where it's very, you know, I help you, you help me. And I feel like that's again where TTS behavior is spilling into real 40k behavior. Where it's like, when you're playing TTS, it's so hard to be like, have every single angle covered. So you do have to be be nice to each other unless you get an opportunity to absolutely get someone then you just get it's right. good that you can help you can help each other because you can say like i want to move these models and do that and then like i might go right okay i'll do that while you go off and yeah do your yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll it really do. my movement phase for me when yeah two two inches apart to make a wall is just give up on that because it is frustrating as hell I was yeah. watching Chris put models roughly where he wanted them to be. I was like, oh, this this pains me. It's like <laughs> nothing was near a wall. Everything was like super spread out. I was like, let me just let me just do this really efficiently for you. Two seconds. Could nice. see the twitch. Couldn't even see him. Just knew there was a twitch. Her, so. Heard it, yeah. Um, and Havoc, from the sounds of it, runs Crusade on TTS, and it sounds like it's very doable. So I may well look into that. I think that sounds, that sounds extremely fun. I've certainly seen some really cool maps. That would make no sense for a 2k game but for like 500 points would be extremely fun um so yeah i'll try and try and get people to do that right okay um it's been an, i think it's been a net good i'm glad we've started doing it it's been fun to play more members of the team i hope play people like i played robert kimpton the other night I played jack tight these are people i can't easily reach for games so it's yeah i think there's a lot of positives to be had in that and i look forward to seeing what we do with it um okay well next up Talking about tenth, you might have heard of it. It's this little, this little addition we got coming up, little sneaky addition, just moseying over the hill right now. Um, and we've had a few more updates on tenth and the shape of it. I guess I'll, what I'm going to do is invite each of you to comment on some things you've seen of, of how tenth is taking up and what you think about it. I'm going to let Ed go first because that's going to give you both breathing room. Um, so Ed, Ed, tenth, what do you think, man? How's it taking shape? I am really excited for Necrons. Um, <laughs> if you have watched this show, mm -hmm. you know that Chris and I are both really sad about 9th edition Necrons. Yeah. And the stuff that they've shown so far, I was like, everything here is cool. The um, the thing that people have been down on for the release um, is that the reanimation has gone from being sort of like a feel-no-pain-ish effect that happens after each activation, which in 10th, uh, 9th, sorry, wasn't even that good because you just point a squad that could fully wipe a Brock Warriors and then go, oops, so bad, so sad. Um, whereas <laughs> now it's going to be in the command phase, all your units are going to heal back models. That, assuming the lethality is lower in the way that they've said that mm. they're going to aim for, you're going to have big bricks of... I, I'm, I'm actually... It, it genuinely looks like it. AP in particular has crept down. Like AP. Is yeah. The, the, of the thing as well the that I was seen AP is definitely down. The thing that I was talking about before the show that I said I wouldn't say anywhere that it was recorded. And then I immediately ran back as well. But <laughs> despite the um, deserved sort of derision that they've had for saying that there's going to be less rerolls because we've seen every data sheet going oh rerolls rerolls it's not you get a reroll you get a reroll you get a reroll mostly focused rerolls like yeah. i'm not bothered about gene stealers getting full rerolls to wound that's cool and yeah, it's specifically yeah, yeah. if they're hitting stuff on objectives which yeah. like that's the stuff they want to be killing anyway so it doesn't matter but it's going to be less of i hope yeah. here's a unit this has the highest rate of fire that strength five ap22 damage give it rerolls to wound oh cool it kills everything in the game yeah, yeah, yeah. So assuming that they are actually toning down the lethality by stopping the buff stacking, 
fingers crossed. Um, I really like this change to reanimation, mm. which is going to be, you know, you're going to be resing models in your command phase. It's it's a good variation of it. So basically, you roll a D3. That squad, if you have injured models, heal wounds. If you have dead models, res a model. Mm-hmm. And it, it overlaps. So there's no punishment for having, you know, a model with one wound gone or having, you know, only single wound models. It kind of works for everything. Yeah. And... Like we've seen, Davy Little's a real bugger for this. If you kill four of his fucking gaunts, oh, you know what he's going to do? Don't even he's going to spend a CP in yeah. the command phase and go, cool, you every just give him a 12 time. on primary. Thanks, every, buddy. Every time, yeah. And if we're seeing if we're seeing less lethality in the game to the point where one unit can't, one activation can't yeah. wipe a squad of Necrons, and you go, cool, you've killed the four that are in the open, and now I'm behind obscuring terrain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, buddy. Too bad. So sad. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to get, you know, 15 points on primary because I'm going to res here. I'm going to res here. Um, and I think that makes them a lot more... It'll give them an extra dimension of play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Doomsday Cannon. It is no longer the mildly, in, mildly inconvenience Tuesday Cannon as it has been for the last... <laughs> uh, I didn't come up with the name, but I think it's fantastic. That's super good. I like that. It, it's great. You know, it's, it's still got stupid range. It can shoot across the next board. D6 plus one attacks, better than it was. Mm-hmm. Strength 15, AP4, four damage. If it stands still, hits on twos and it does mortal wounds on sixes. That's just good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. It doesn't have to be the world ender. I'm just really pleased to see a gun that makes me go, I'm going to get these out. I've got three of them. Um, they've been in a box for over yeah. three years. Mm-hmm. Or maybe exactly three years. It was it about this time. you can um, use their maneuverability because beforehand, as soon as you move yes. them, they yeah. become D3 damage. Which oh, God, yeah. D3 damage is crap. That um, is horrific. Whereas, so you just have to yeah. park them somewhere. Yeah. Um, whereas now, you know, you're going to be able to move and shoot them and actually... And that was kind of playable in 8th because there wasn't a lot... There wasn't obscuring terrain. There was, can I see your model? Cool, you might get cover, but you know, AP5, mm-hmm. I don't care. And they had amazing quantum shielding back in 8th as well. Oh, that was the best reason to play them. Uh, yeah. But we've we've had this, this you know, nostalgia trip before, so we're not... <laughs> we're not <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Make Necron's great again. Yeah, I'm, I'm not loving the changes to Necron Warriors, but so basically the changes are their leadership is significantly worse, which is weird, mm. but we'll see if maybe they'll get rules around that. So, you know, we'll see. Um, they are losing a pip of ballistic skill, so they're going to be hitting on fours. Mm. But the detachment rule that we've seen is if you have a model, a leader joining a unit, they get plus one to hit or plus one ballistic skill, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe that's a wash. And I th- it, it leaves more design space for immortals to be more distinct from yeah. just so you can have the horde models which are cheap and cheerful mm-hmm. and then you can have immortals maybe two wounds t5 three up save something along those lines yeah. um so I'm, I'm really jazzed to to hopefully play some necrons yeah and um it's the the main reason that i haven't been messaging people and saying hey do you want the space marine half of this tyranid box set because i might look at playing nids uh, sorry necrons on launch i'm really really pumped to see what they do with them yeah, no, for sure. I I think it would be nice to see them have have a book with a bit more cutting edge and guile in different places. And it feels like I think probably what happened last time was that they wrote a reanimation rule that I think to a playtester behind 
behind closed doors can could have looked very scary, right? Could have looked very alarming, um, but they then undertuned a lot of other things to be careful, to be safe, because they didn't they didn't they didn't want this book that drowned people. When when it um, came out, it was a good rule. I mean, it was a frustrating rule because you could only play one or two wound models and get effect from it. Well, that's the thing; it didn't really do it on the bigger ones, right? Though. Yeah, but you were running big bricks of twenty warriors, and that was a legitimate threat at the start of ninth. I know people probably won't remember because. Then yeah, we had COVID funny, yeah. pretty quickly. Mm. We didn't have a lot of like events until damage had really skyrocketed. By the time Drakari came out, it was like, <laughs> sorry, yeah, you you ain't got bricks even with your invun. Um, <laughs> but it what what was worst about ninth edition Necrons is it was bland. There were points in the game where it was not the best army, but like an S tier or a high mm. A tier army. It was really good. But I still didn't bust them out because, like, fuck, they were so bland. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to score 45 Four points on secondaries in the first two turns. Can you beat me? Maybe. Mm, yeah, for That's sure. Boring. And again, it's some of just some of the cooler things in there just didn't have a place, and it was, it was basically like bricks and destroyers and scarabs and with some warriors and yeah. No, I'd I'd, I'd like to see a, a very cool Necron, but especially Catan. I'd like Catan to be absolute ballers and just just having a field day with some really cool shooting behind them. I'd really like to see a Necron character with more than three attacks. <laughs> yeah, oh, what, what the hell? Oh, I, how I'm did really they do the Lord? To, it, because, because we're getting to a point where you're, they're wanting you to put characters leading squads. Yeah. I hope that the Scorpec Destroyer is actually viable. Oh, I have four. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am biased here. Yeah, he's badass, but man. He I would amazing. love to see him have, you know, yeah. and he, to be fair, he does have four attacks, not three. Mm -hmm. um, but his good weapon is minus one to hit currently. So <laughs> yeah, it's on threes or whatever it is. It's okay. Just give him a warlord trait to or a relic to make him better. Nah, they, they don't. You can't. <laughs> I think the only way you could do that is like um, the Mephrit, the shooting focus one. You can take a warlord trait to make him better in combat or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah. There's not a lot. I said yeah because they, their characters look awesome, right? You've mm. got like a if Pharaoh with a scythe. That guy should be dangerous. At the end of the day, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So, yeah, they need they need to punch and they need to be dangerous and actually have a place. Monolith is T fourteen. Monolith, yeah, just got a feeling. Just feels like it's the Monolith's time. Surely, it, it, surely. maybe not. It, it moves seven inches and it's it, about seven inches wide. Uh, so I'm concerned. Teleport in. Does it have fly? In, that's fine. Yeah, it, it does have fly. But I genuinely don't know if you can clear a building one side to the other because it's such Probably a big not. model. No. I think you might have to advance over. <laughs> Just deep strike it. I'll let you deep strike it, I'm sure. It'll be yeah, fun. yeah, I'm sure it will be able to. <laughs> but uh... It's so cool, but again, a massively impractical kit. All right, Paul, 10th thoughts. Go. Boom. Well, I think you've probably already covered the uh, all the Space Marine stuff, which is obviously the stuff I'm looking for in the preview editions. Okay. Um, but I'm really liking the fact that um, they look like, to me, that they're trying to add flavor to armies mm. as well as giving them like decent you know rules so they're all at the same level like the chaos demons that were announced today they get that shadow of the warp where that it kind of looks like your like, game plan is to try and just cover the whole field in a in the warp to give you the extra deep strike bonuses and the leadership yeah. debuffing which is really thematic and cool and the astro militarum where they've just got endless swarms of chaff where every time a unit dies you're like cool Bring two cp it's going straight back in reserves it's coming out next turn you know you killed um, you're going to be bringing out 80 extra guardsmen in a game why yeah. not that's it just all, so cool. that, 
it, that surely means they're going to be a lot worse at baseline. Because oh, they, I think, they're, 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 they're going to be bringing back CP is the thing that we're expecting to see. That too like, as well, yeah. What I'm seeing floating around is that you might be starting at zero. And zero and one. then get one every turn, yes. Yeah, yeah so, so like, these, that are, would these be are big plays. You don't an have an entire yet. battle round to get the uh, the CP. But it does say, because like with the because it's be interesting to know what the interaction of is with the um, Cadian shock troopers. It says that uh, if they've got a Voxcaster, if you use a stratagem on the unit, uh, you roll a dice on, on, and if they've got an officer nearby and a four plus, you get a gain of CP. Uh -huh. Whether it works on a unit that's destroyed, because you are technically using it, because it says you have to select the unit to use the stratagem, even though the unit's been destroyed. So if you can roll a four up, it effectively would cost you sort of one CP because you get one back at the end of it. It's a it's a five up. Uh, but uh, yeah, but it's a four up if you have got an officer model within six. Oh yeah, so that's one dice roll. Gain a CP. And the stratagem says I don't, says I you don't think. I don't think so because you are. Oh, I don't know. Says, when you use it, it says target one regiment unit from your army that was destroyed. So you obviously I hate to be a negative unit. Nelly, but they've already written a rule that is not clear for tenth edition. Oh dear! Oh no! I mean, it's probably clear in the fact that that is meant to work. We just obviously it's hard to justify it. Uh, but yeah, so you could effectively, if you can, can roll you use army ups, rules on destroyed units. I would say no. Well, we'll find out. Maybe oh. day one FAQ. We'll have to write to them now. Paul's already hacked the system. Classic Paul. Very nice. Um, and also, I just think the Bane Blade is. Oh, not the Bane Blade. What was it? The um, the volcano cannon because it just yes. sounds Your absolutely. I mean, I think from what people are saying, it's actually gotten worse because it's got less attacks. And it still uh, does the same thing. But I still, any, any damage twelve gun is just insane, in my opinion. There's an order for plus one ballistic skill, I think. And then, yeah, plus one to hit, I think, isn't it? Which no, I think it, it. I think it's literally plus one ballistic skill, unless I've read it wrong. Um, but then it's heavy. Oh, yes, yeah, plus, plus one, one ballistic skill. skill. Yeah. And uh, it's heavy, so if you stand still, it's plus one to hit. So it'll be hitting on twos. Um, and it's got the new blast rule, so if you've got a 20-man warrior, it'll be D3 plus, what, five shots? Or, or if you're shooting it into things you might actually want to kill with a big gun, like Turbo. No, um, shut up, you fool! But if we're, <laughs> if we're hey, shooting things nice. that you care about, like Terminators, uh, <laughs> uh, like your yeah, hopes yeah. and dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as long as we don't go to Age of Sigma where damage spills over, um, oh, and then that imagine? one gun just kills an entire brick of perish, neophytes. Perish the thought. Neophytes uh, die enough as it is. Perish the neophytes. No, I think I think you're right though, Paul. I think it's. The thing with this, the main concern, I think the baseline concern I have is that if if the index rules for armies are rubbish, then a whole bunch of players are stuck having a rubbish time for many months. But everything they've shown so far is demonstrative of quite interesting toolkits for each of these armies. Right? So the demons yeah. today with the Shadow of Chaos, where they've got Manifestation, there's a whole bunch of tricks and tools and traps in there already. That if you drop an edition where there's a bunch of indices, they've all got their own little interesting things and mechanics going on. That's going to be a really exciting time, and it look it genuinely looks quite complex and rounded, and like there's quite a lot going on, and that would be great because I think you know for a bunch of them, certainly for myself, I, ha I literally have no none of the armies I would say I genuinely care about have any sign of, of a codex for the first for the first probably i guess probably the first nine months of, of the edition so that means that i'm going to be playing the shit out of some indexes so they better be right decent yeah, right? Like, be good yeah they better give, not, at, at the very least they need to give me something to get excited about right? but, yeah, exactly, yeah. 
in ninth though is quite reassuring for that because mm. they're releasing them as online data sheets so in theory if something has really like if they've missed the mark massively they could in theory just rewrite the data sheet um, which yeah. would be super easy for them to do whether yeah. they will do we'll see yeah you know, we'll that see. might just be copium yeah no for sure but i think that's right and we will see they're more they're more involved in that since never before and it'll be It'll be interesting to see. One thing I liked with from the demons releases today that I'll mention is extra attacks. Now, I like stabby things. I really like like there's a, there's a it's been, often been very hard to justify the sort of multi melee weapon unit in the game at times, and you often see people taking you know, dreadnoughts. It's two guns or whatever else, but actually being able to double up on big scary things with two weapons super appeals to me. Um, it's not just because they've used a great unclean one in the example, which I love I love a great unclean one, and I would love for mine to be even half passable so I can just shove them both in the middle and see what happens. But I think that's fun. Um, and I think they, they mentioned Carnifex's Cavalry is an interesting one. There's going to be a few other units out there that can use multiple weapons at once in specific circumstances, and that's, that's very, very fun, I think. Um, Chris, 10th, go. Yeah, I mean, um, I think the thing that's interested me the most is their approach to these kind of big, scary characters that have been um, around so far. So you like take like Bellacor and you take Abaddon, for example. In the car, when when they were at like their peak, they were super hard to deal with. They have a lot of um, layers of defensive rules and buffs and output and that sort of thing. Um, but it feels like kind of the stuff they've shown so far, they're not as big and scary anymore. Mm. Um, and I think that's quite an interesting change of kind of like depowering these um, things. Obviously, Gilliman came across really nicely. Um, but Abaddon didn't particularly, no. like in terms, and this is obviously all in the vacuum because we have no idea on points. And the point is going to be a big thing mm. um, for these characters. But it just feels like they're dropping a lot of the oomphy stuff about mm. some of these characters. I mean, like, what, the Void Dragon, he hits on threes with his sweep attack. Like, really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, like... Lol, lol, lol. Um, so, that could just be a Necron thing, mate. Don't, you know... Yeah, he could. Yourself. Okay. But still, you're like, why? Maybe um, a Lord can make him plus one to hit. Yeah, maybe. That would be the... If he joins this unit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think... For me, I think that's just that's quite an interesting element to it that actually there's a bit of a depowering of these um, things. So I hope that yeah. means it will just be a bit more of a chess match in terms of different so. units being able to contribute rather than being able to go right. Abaddon's just going to run through you, and yeah. you're playing Tau. You have literally no way of dealing with it. Yeah. Have fun. Um, or I mean, because the thing we remember with Abaddon now is that he can now join effectively a ten-man brick of Terminators. So yeah, he's lost all of his be. defensive profile. He's not as good, but you've still got to chew through 10 Terminators yeah. Yeah. before good you can job. even start with any damage on him. The biggest faction in the game, most played by you know new players and old alike, that have a delete the Death Star button yeah. in Space Marines, Oath of yeah. Moment. Yeah, they do. But we'll, we'll, not, we'll not talk about that. Yeah, that, that's still something that I am moderately concerned about, but yeah. just, play, just play MSU with units that cost 50 points, boys, you'll be fine. Just completely um, skew the game to a different... Yeah, just, just yeah, play, it's, play a different fine. game. Just don't play that fine. game. Don't, let, don't give them that. Don't, don't I really them. hope that it's not as good as it looks, because it yeah, seems I mean, cracked out of his goddamn mind. Um, but well, It's all going to be vehicle hammer anyway, we know that. I'm, I'm, I hope really so. Really I'm, I'm, I'm already... I've got, I've got a repulsor executioner that's been set on my side, and a repulsor as well, for the best part of, like, since 
halfway through 8th edition, and I'd love to just slap them on the table and go, let's have some fun. Completely. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just want the mix. I want it where, and this is what I think the, the rule space they've shown off so far looks really promising in as much as it's like, your vehicle has some cool ways to interact with your troops. It gets them out after it's moved. They can hop back in when they're targeted. That, that synergy between the two, to me is really promising because that's what you want you want a game where there's some really interesting big vehicles they're helping the little little lads play off get where they want to do do the things they want to do um and hopefully you still have you know a mission scoring and secondary scoring that means that troops are relevant and it's not just two tank lines blasting each other because i always find that to be immensely tedious um but you want vehicles in the game you don't want them to to not exist them the idea obviously you know, the idea they don't exist in the game is is misleading they've had a place all the way through the edition in different ways but Every army getting to bring some vehicles and some some foot lads and have a good, good time will be fun. I've loved my one vehicle in every army, which is just there to sit behind a ruin and provide an extra three inches of movement. For yeah, yeah, yeah. The, old, the old disembark friend. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A rhino. Tactical rhino. Yeah. I was quite enjoying having Goliath rock grinders out again. I do love that vehicle. It's so silly. It's a little chunk. Especially as we found, when we found out that you can hide it perfectly behind the little UKTCL room. Oh, right? so it just fits in there, there perfectly. It tucks in there like a dream. Doesn't actually tuck as well in the glass hammer terrain, but we'll make do. I'll just <laughs> shave some stuff off the top of it if I need to. I'm, I'm not above that. I'm not above that. I'm not above that. No, I am. I'm <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, have it had a comment I do want to just comment on, which was that. Um, concerns about loss of chapters, legions, craft wars. Now, have it. I wouldn't. I am with you because I like the diversity of subfactions. But I think ultimately, what this will mean is that whatever subfaction you love, you can run um, across three different detachments, and you're actually freer in in some ways to to do different things with it. Now in the long run you'll know the detachment that was made for it right you'll be able to spot the detachment that's yeah there'll be like a white star yeah, It'll have like a, yeah that's it there's gonna be detachments land the, speed of bike the, detachment. the tastes of particular armies but the thing about this is that and you know someone who painted quite a lot of night lords in recent times if it turns out your particular subfaction is trash um but you still want to play them you you're going to have more options in in this sense by trying different detachments out so i, th I think this is ultimately going to be freeing but as as a fellow fan of the weird niche little little units and subfactions that will feel like a loss the, what we're still waiting to we were chatting about this in the whatsapp today we're still waiting to see what effect name characters from different known legions and and chapters has on the rules right because it feels well, they do have keywords on them yeah so it feels highly them. unlikely to me that you're just going to be able to wing Pedro Cantor and the Khan in the same detachment, right? That does, I don't feel like that's how that's going to go, which might mean that once you actually start bringing name characters into effect, that actually cuts out other ones, so you're not allowed to have just across the board in different ones. So that's that's where I suspect there will remain some flavour, uh, but we haven't seen that yet, and we're and we're a way off seeing it. But I would I'd be I'd be positive because I think actually, in terms of the representation of different colour schemes and themes and and you know, paint jobs on the table. This is probably better um, because it's not going to corral everyone into iron hands every year, which is something I'm all for. Just to Ed, quickly, Ed had a hand up quickly. Soapbox. Here's why your opinion <laughs> is wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, just I, on, I, think, I think the the whole here's like extra rules that you put on top while fun is one of the major issues with ninth edition. And it's oh, it, from a balancing to... standpoint, it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's I think one of the reasons why 
Games Workshop have seemed so incompetent. And I don't mean that maliciously, but like you, you see them release things, you're like, how did this get past anyone? Yeah. And it's because there are so many moving parts. I completely agree. That when you stack everything on top of each other and then something that they've missed becomes good. Like, for example, the um, Emperor's Children list, everyone missed that for like a month and a half. And then, you know, LGT, boom, you know, it absolutely took the world by storm. So it's not like all of the combinations are obvious, but when you go, here's six levers that we can just, you know, pull all of them yeah. at once, it makes the game really difficult. And it okay. goes back to what I was saying about the removing of re-rolls um, and putting them on the... In fact, I don't think I got to say it. I think we, we just moved to making fun of Games Workshop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, moving, like, re-rolls to data sheets like the Gene Stealers is good because, sure, they're more lethal than they were in ninth. But they are very specifically saying, I want this unit to do this much damage, and you can't supercharge it above maybe yeah. getting, you know, rending hits or something if you put a Broodlord in there, um, which is an investment instead of going, here's an aura, go and kill something. Um, yeah. and, and that's why your opinion is wrong and getting rid of um, detachments, uh, the, you know, the named chapters is a good thing for the game. Absolutely, and barring the fact that I disagree with you um, only on, from aesthetic terms, because I'm literally that's that's the only bit of that that I'm. Well, no, no, no. That's not. also why it's good because I might actually make my redo my Crimson Fists from 15 years ago. Sweet. I never would have done that if I was locked to rules. No, exactly like, that. That's what I'm saying. So that's, there's, yeah. there's a plus side to that, but no, I, I completely agree that from a balancing standpoint, sub factions were a nightmare. And as I said, what have I been playing in the last few weeks? I played Eldar, I played GSC, and those are. There are builds which literally only exist based off of basically tagging together some custom trait stuff that someone probably looked at once, right? And that and that and that's the strongest possible iteration of of the army, and, and it probably wasn't even thought about or intended. And that's that's not good. You want we want to be playing stuff that's been played to death by playtesters in the way they were fully anticipating it being played, right? I think that the game's overall balance is going to be better if that's that's the case. Um, I like the. Um... Because obviously, like with the Space Marine book, you had the, you got the core book of stratagems, which is probably like close to like forty stratagems, mm. and then you had the Dark Angel book, which also then had like another twelve to eighteen stratagems, and about ninety percent of them were flavorful but shit. Yeah. And you'd like, why would you ever spend your hard earned, especially now that you only get, you know, you like through a game, you might get like eight CP. You like, mm. you'd never ever spend your hard earned CP on some of this crap that they've given you as stratagems. Well, now they've just sort of baked them on, and they've tweaked them, obviously, slightly, but they're baked onto the data sheet, so they're basically essentially a free stratagem that you get yeah. to use throughout the whole game, which adds flavour to the unit, which I think is just going to make so much more fun for every unit. I, I definitely think so, yeah, definitely think yeah. so. On every unit, and you can have multiple of the same unit. And it's, yeah. You're just like, hey, I want to have gene sealers ripping people up in combat. Cool, I can do yeah. that. I can have three units of them. yeah. And that's that. I think will be easier for people to follow. And as, as you say, just as I think from the balancing perspective, the different layers and their interactions was a problem. That's been one of the big issues people have had, right? Is tracking the many different layers that they're actually fielding at one given time and how they're supposed to interact. Um, so concentrating those around different things a bit more clearly. And it's like Bellicor. We talked about Bellicor in the chat earlier on. And that again, that's a data sheet that on one one first impression you go, oh, he's slightly easier to kill. He's slightly less dangerous. But then you look at what he's actually doing for the army, and you're like, well, he's basically screening from 18 away for they're making the whole right? army that's impossible a, to shoot from 18 utterly, utterly phenomenal trait um and still giving his six inch delivery and all that stuff right so 
Yes, I think that's the thing. You want to see these really impactful, interesting data sheets, and then did you miss that all games are going to be played on a twenty-four by twenty-four inch board, though? Oh, <laughs> don't don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Don't, don't make the board any smaller. Board gang. That was my I don't like the new edition moment last time when they changed the board size. I was still quite new. I was like, I don't get this. Why are they doing this? This feels so unnecessary. Um, Jack Tight says Bellacore is nuts now, and if he says that, then I believe him. Um, okay. Evening. Oh, Paul Bridge is here. Paul Bridge. Oh, Paul Bridge. You've missed out. Ah, uh, Paul Bridge. Paul Bridge. You've been called out, sir. The lesser of the Pauls has joined us. <laughs> ready, ready for his vanquishing at the hands of the true Paul. The the, the Paul one of the, true Paul. The Paul of the light will battle the Paul of the shadow. Um, I love how he probably just loaded it, said hi, and then left. Oh, he's absolutely just screaming into the void. I don't void. even know who you are. Yeah. Oh no, he's lolling. That's fine. Okay. Well, we'll take that. Wonderful. Okay. So that's that's some initial thoughts on tech. Like I, I say, I just I, I just think indices could be massively fun. I think the index drop moment. If every army gets something cool, could be just the most exciting couple of months as we all throw all this stuff into each other and none of us have any idea what it does. I think that could be really fun, and I'm well up for it. Um, which means we're going to head towards um, <laughs> my money is on a pool, says Paul Bridge. Yep, safe bet. Pool to win. We're taking we're taking bets now. Um, we're going to do a little bit of listener mail, and then I think we're going to be done because we've we've still managed to natter for a good hour and twenty something minutes, even Lucky. though even mm -hmm. though it's a light episode because that's us. So questions. If you do have questions, chuck them in the chat, um, and we'll get involved. But otherwise, we will fish a couple of things out of the old Discord, and then we'll call it a night. If you want uh, me to tell you your opinion is wrong, put it in the chat now. <laughs> Ed, Ed is Ed is always a, oh Ed did we did, did they play that Harlequins versus Tyranid game yet that we had the argument about I don't know <laughs> <laughs> we need to go and see what happens I'll, I'll be honest I don't really watch much Art of War no but, no, um... no neither do I we, but we must find out what happened because we were yeah. we were briefly invested in that right uh, I like how we both were just so invested in the other's army of course of course <laughs> your shit's nuts no your shit's nuts. yeah yeah no my army's fair and balanced okay so. I'm going to start down the bottom because we have a very cool question from Just Make Stuff, which is, I'm at a Teams event this weekend. Any advice on how to navigate the pairing process? Now, this is Random something pairings. we ourselves are still quite young in. Yeah, as Paul says, do remember, you always have the option of just shuffling and chucking them in because there's no way they can plan for that. But <laughs> if you Big do brain. want... 80% of energy, the time, it works all the time. If you do want to plan for it, what are our lessons? Chris, you feel this first because obviously you, you've, you've captained through a Teams event now. You've got a good experience of it. A few of them, haven't we? Um, so I think it does depend on a few things. So obviously it depends on the size of the team event. It depends on the terrain style as well. So um, those are things that you'd have. To, so it's a bit hard to answer the specifics of that. Um, in terms of how we've kind of started going about it, it's really important to have an idea as a team going in of your rough matchups which are positive medium and weak so you every player i know when we've been to events when a player can tell me i'm good into this this and this this will be a meh, or this i'm definitely going to lose all that information is valuable um so um we've i remember our first ever team event jack tight played for us and jack was able to tell us with his orcs just like I'm about this score with this matchup, I'm about this score with this matchup, and it's just really helpful. Um, you know, it all starts off with the, um, so therefore we start off with the matrix. So um, we've currently got a team one where we've just listed all our armies and all the armies, rough armies that we could be playing into. 
and we're just putting down. And then as we play, I still games, need to go and edit in mine. Yeah, it's worth, yeah, mine it's worth green. saying Paul, Paul just put all of his all as good wins. All green. <laughs> yeah. um, and as you play matches, you can go, you can then find that out and then like edit it. And it just helps you there so that when you come up to the matchup, you, you're then basically trying to look for the best. Um, the best approach to minim to score it. So what we were doing was we would come up with kind of a if it's a win it's a plus one, if it's a draw it's a zero, and if it's a loss it's a negative one. And we just turned it into like a mathematical thing. And we were like, right, so these we go through these pairings, we did a few practice pairings and we're like, right, if this happens, what's the end result? Oh cool, we are plus one. And that means the pairings have gone up. Um so those sorts of things were things you can do when you've got lots of time. But in heat at the moment, you might not. It's basically about having a good defender that can um, basically not get tanked. It doesn't matter who yeah. you're playing. You, want, you want someone who will take anything on. Yeah, someone who can take pretty much anything and score reasonably well. One yeah. one thing I, I've learned is that your first defender is as if once you get sort of more into the sort of like the niches and stuff, your for, first defender should be the one person who's got one bad matchup because yeah. they automatically can then pick the because they'll have to put in the bad matchup and a good matchup potentially yeah. they can then pick the good matchup and then the if you've got another player who's good into all of the things they go as your second defender because yeah that's just the way that way you always get that favorable matchup. you can never put in um as a first defender someone who's got two bad matchups. yeah you don't want to do um, it. so that's something that you have to avoid um and as gilmara says you just need to avoid the own 20s um, yeah, that's exactly right. So that's why your defenders need to be making sure they don't ever get own twentied. Mm-hmm. And then your attackers, obviously, you're trying to obviously create chances. I mean, I'm sure there's like hours and hours of stuff which the top teams could like kind of do episodes on. And I think it'd be really interesting, especially once you get to like eight man team events where it's going to, oh, right. What, what kind got, of nutters would go to an eight man uh, team event? Mini games within mini games. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, eight mans, I have no idea. And I don't honestly. Just you throw did, it down. Yeah, who the, who the hell knows? Down, I've got no idea what's going to happen with that it's many iterations. Even when we have five mans and you're trying to work out all the eventualities, it just takes so long. Yeah. Um, you kind of just have to have a rough guess of what you think they're going to start with. Yeah. And you but try try to have a sense of what the end game of the pairing system looks like, because that's something we've fallen down on a few times where we felt like the first round or two has gone well, and we've done a couple of opportunistic pairings. Like, oh, we can make that happen right now. And then you get down to the end, and you're like, oh, shit, that means this is hitting this, this is hitting this. Um, And you just need to be able to see the sort of tree as it plays out and try and protect those worst-case matchups from happening as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, as as Gail Morris said, because those, those are the ones that lose your tires. Right? It doesn't matter if you win a bunch of close games if you get a twenty owed but on someone. And um, so yeah, but I think in the main you're going to learn as you do it. It's a bit like forty k itself. You don't you don't get it right the first time. You you need to give it a go. Go, go get it stuck in. Have fun. Um, and Teams is the most fun you'll have. It's so good. It's so good. But absolutely do just take killer lists that are in a decent spot at the moment because it, it's a long weekend for someone that doesn't have one because what that means is that person is getting rinsed by stuff that is scary for five games. I've been there. That's how it goes. Someone um, always ends up getting thrown under a bus, whether did, intentionally or not. getting chucked under the bus. That's exactly right. And so, yeah, just just be either know that that's where you're going to be at or, or try to mitigate that as much as you can at your list design. Fantastic. Um, okay. So... Ooh. Will see your jeans says in the gr- what on earth is this? Oh, this is different. In the grim darkness of the forty-first millennium, would you rather have a hand made of ham 
or an armpit that dispenses sun cream? <laughs> well, I think Ed would like the sun cream, considering... Yeah, yeah. yeah Ed, Ed evidently needs the sun cream. Does my hand regenerate the ham? That's, this is actually a big deal. Yeah, if it's ham I can eat that grows back, that's and a no-brainer. Pain yeah, pain-free. That could no be helpful. That Otherwise, could be awesome. it's got to be sun cream, right? Like a ha yeah. Hammy hand. Yeah. I mean, is it continuously leaking sun cream, or is it like an optional thing where I can choose for it to, to, well, that's to let the sun cream out? Maybe it's like sweat. We need more specifics. So that would yeah. imply I can like kind of just pump it out. Yeah. 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 Either way, that's definitely a mutation, and you need putting down um, by the Inquis yeah inquisitions yeah. onto you. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like failed Drakari experiments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Now we. They had... would be tasty. So. We had a, a larger question, didn't we, about preparing for tent? Are we going to field that now, or are we going to leave that for another day? What's the plan with the how to prepare for tent? Someone said, speaking of tenth edition, I'd love to hear any suggestions on how best to prepare for it. As a newer player, I'm very excited about the changing of rules, but I'm not sure how to spend my time right now. Should I be building and painting models, given that the meta is unpredictable? Which models would be a good investment for each army? What are you guys doing in anticipation of tent? Um, anyone want to take the lead on this? Painting all of the stuff where it hasn't been good recently. <laughs> uh, painting, painting all of the stuff that you own that you haven't painted to this yeah, point. That's also very good. Just get around, just get around to all the stuff that you've not yeah. got around to. Really. I, I probably wouldn't be buying anything. No, up until this point. I probably will, but yeah. you, you should. But you shouldn't do as yeah. I say, not as I do. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's if, correct. If you're coming at it from a point of just joining into the hobby and you want to start. I don't think you can probably go wrong getting a combat patrol box for the army of your choice. Yeah. Um, it's probably a safe bet. You're always going to need HQs of some variety. You're going to need troops, generally speaking. Hopefully, they'll become relevant again. They're trying to push troops. They, they try to push troops every edition. Mm. Um, so you can never go wrong having some... They, they always have a role, right? Line. Yeah. Or just pick the models you like the most at the end of the day because you, you're going to want to play with them anyway. Mm. With that in mind, I'd be more tempted to go for a combat patrol over a boarding patrol Ooh, because yeah. it's looking like vehicles and big stuff might be good in tent. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. know, but the boarding patrols specifically don't have like your dreadnoughts, your impulses. Seven impulses, yeah. can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a general, as a general zoomed out take on this as well, this is as, as good a time to explain the wheel as any. But Games Workshop will literally, with any given army, take you on a never-ending journey where the stuff that you were just using isn't as good, and now they want to make you use some new stuff, and it sort of goes round and round and round. And the only way you can really survive this is by playing everything. playing the same army playing, for 10 playing, years straight well, you do everything. <laughs> make, make sure that you like the stuff that you play and, and are happy to build up a decent collection so that you can cover all the angles um, or be ready to change a lot. I think I think covering all the angles within a, one or two armies that you really like is definitely the more sanity-inducing way of dealing with this. Um, but get ready for that. That's always what happens tonight. It was the same. Suddenly, a bunch of things that weren't getting a look in suddenly uh, are in the limelight. A few things die out. But it will all come around again eventually as well. It's a very cyclical process in that sense. And your best way of staying sane, I think, is to, to really bed in with a couple of factions you really like and just over time pad out those options and then and then you can't go far wrong it's like i don't know what they could make good in drakari now that i wouldn't be able to manage probably the beasts if yeah. the beast if the beasts were suddenly good i've got no beasts um but yeah, other but than that, do whatever. Why all that resin do they yeah lee churchard thinks it's obliterator's time we will see we i don't disagree from what we've seen 
I'm I'm quite keen mm. to see obliterators um, from the the weapons profile we saw. What was mm. it like? St- strength twelve melters shots. Yeah, it was like damage four, damage six at half range or something. Yeah, like yeah, like that. That seems legitimately good. Pretty to pretty me. tidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. And so it's it's um, it's recognizing that it's cyclical and things move and. So when stuff feels a bit out of vogue, I don't always I don't recommend throwing it away or selling it on or changing it unless you really don't like the army, in which case absolutely chuck it away. If you're not enjoying an army, get rid of it. But don't don't do that. Absolutely yeah. disagree. I sold um, a really beautifully painted Chaos Demons army in eighth edition because um, I didn't enjoy the way they played, and then ninth edition came around and I really enjoy the way that ninth yeah. played. But there you go. So there's a lesson in that. There's a lesson in that. Um, so I think that's it. And as, as Paul says, as Paul alluded to, it's a good time to just do some stuff that you like. Right, this is the reason I've been back on the Craft Worlds because I had a bunch of aspects and other things, Shroud Runners and stuff I'd bought that I wanted to build up and finish. It's like, well, it's a fun fun book right now. It's a good time to do it. Um, just go wherever you still find excitement and, and passion for it because I think in this lull, it's it's quite common to drop off a bit. And the other thing is, if it drops off a bit, you could go and do other stuff and then June will be very busy and there'll be an addition. So don't worry if that's the case and that's what you want to do. I know that's what a few of us are doing at the moment. So, yeah, thank you very much for your question. Um, There was another good question there I liked. Favourite weapon in the game or the lore? Favourite weapon? Oh, the... um... The Harlequin one, which just goes through. The one that just pun- punches. Oh, well, it's like the phase field. Through and yeah. just pop. Yes. Yeah, oh, is that the cool. one where it's, it doesn't like put like wires through their body and then it just pulls them back in again? That's, that's I, think, I think the kiss does that. Yeah, the yeah. kiss. You stab them and it's full of, full of like filament wires. Oh, the kiss yeah. is that. Yeah, it's the kiss. The one that they just sort the of punch into. It. It like it's, like, it's, like, it's like the Indiana Jones man. The embrace. Pull, pull their heart out. Yeah. The wire weave. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I mean, all the Harlequin's weapons are awesome. Like, that's super, super cool. Um, Orcs, well, they must have some fun ones. I don't know Orcs. Shock attack gun is pretty funny, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's a very funny gun. Um, Reaper of Obliterax. <laughs> pretty nerf, <laughs> because it turned your fly rent into ideal with any problem. Um, <laughs> great. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. something good about making your opponent go, okay, so... You've got to take six saves, AP4, flat through damage, and then you've also taken six bottle wounds. Good times. Fun for everyone. Yeah. Well, for me, and you don't matter. No. So. <laughs> I never played into it. I literally never played into the Reaper. I never played into pre nerf Harleys, um, which is wild. Like, I don't know how I dodged them so much, but I'm glad I did. Mm, yeah, that was a whole ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me it's, I think it's probably the, the flail of the unforgiven oh nice the coolest name for a weapon it's the, the sergeant for the deathwing knights where the damage just spills over Oh, that you that 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 bad boy. speaking of things that kill all my neophytes that's definitely one you went in with that guy and just cleaned house it's 12 dead models have fun <laughs> yeah. did you ever mastercraft it oh yeah uh, I've I've only played him when he's he's been playing meme deck um, meme lists like deep striking an entire army of Deathwing oh, Terminators yeah. and going for six inch charges plus three to charge and advancing. Yeah, Great that was horrifying. Right, I think we've got some questions in chat. Oh, did we yeah. get some chat questions before I try and end the show? Yeah, we'll... I was going to say I could just see you winding down. I was um, I had my winding down voice on. You did. Yeah, we know it well. Um, sorry. <laughs> Simon Harris um, asked a question to me saying, what does Cool need to do in 10th? Massive character in the lore on the longest Ooh. coffee break ever. His model <laughs> is insane also. 
Oh, okay. Um, you just the, the basic issue is the current admec list is you can get your buffs so much cheaper elsewhere, and they do exactly what they need to do. Um, like obviously the admec is a huge amount of moving parts and parts and buffs, mm. so there is absolutely no reason like. If on my go turn I'm hitting on twos and I'm re-rolling ones to hit and wound from one character, I don't need Cool to be telling me that I get to re-roll everything. So I think he needs to give something to the army that I can't find elsewhere yeah. at a, an efficient cost. Yeah. Um, so I want him to be able to give out eight different buffs for eight different units that all do different things that you have to track throughout the whole game. I would then take him. But only do that on five ups and you have to roll yeah. three them each so turn. Because yeah. we're, we're going away characters buffing units that they're not in um mostly apart from big leaders um he might yeah. actually have a place because you can't yeah, exactly uh, yeah. you know just one hq sit him in the back and go cool yeah. this unit gets fired up the board now yeah. well hopefully I, he's I, not going to be locked to mars because that was I the reckon, other thing with him i reckon well. he'll interact with cp and uh, in that the way that those kind of commander general types do i think i think they'll give him some stuff like that that makes sense it would be nice to have him interact with like a vehicle or a machine, but also with a troop unit, like a couple of little things to just make him feel like that kind of, you know, overseeing. I imagine you'll get the, 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 the following theme where it's three auras, pick one in your command phase, as yeah. the other commanders all seem to be getting Gulliman, Abaddon. One is which will be, here is a strat yeah. that you can use for zero CP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Seems Always. That's in vogue right now. One also, of which also... will be an offensive buff, and one of which will yeah. be a defensive buff. GW, just live a little. Just make him a melee blender. Why not? Just absolutely, just absolutely go to town. Yeah. Let's just have him just let's have him like Drazar, but with like spindly spider legs. I, I was thinking, give him the rules of the succubus. Yeah, just uh, I just want him absolutely going in, just, and charging, just like absolutely hunting something into the sun. Yeah, why not? Like I think he's due an addition where he could do that. It'd be funny. Um, yeah, I'm well up for that. Yeah, he's not seen any play this edition. No. Yeah, but he saw no. all of the play last edition, so he did. You know, yeah, yeah no, mortal wounds go burr. Yeah, I say, don't he miss. Is, he is one that, that makes list. sense in a detachments rather than sub factions. Well, that frees him up a bit to, to yeah. be involved. So that's cool. Um, we've also got one from Gail Maris. What's one stratagem you are going to be sad to lose? Sad to lose. We don't know what we're losing yet. Yeah, yeah, um, but just for me, for me, I think let's assume they're gone. Let's assume they're all gone. Um, the the uh, Dark Angels one where it was first rank fighting is very specific. Yeah, you do love that one. Yeah, it's horrific. That I do love that strategy. It's uh, it definitely will go now, but low key my favorite one although it never worked for me at any point is we have come for you i love the the night lords can't fall back one like that is so fun at the right moment that's just hilarious um but you do have to get there in order to trap them in the first place and that's something i never quite managed to do so i'll miss we have come for you that was a good strap for admec um auto wounding on falls to hit with oh the, jack said um, the same thing night lords no fallback there we go great minds jack great minds i think kareen um oh which is kareen Pull um, one out for Kareen. Yeah, when when your vehicle explodes, you get to make a move before it does the explosion. Um, which, in theory, sounds like you're going to be exploding loads of your opponent's models. In reality, meant that you could play the buggies list without just blowing up your lines and having a chain reaction. Um, Chris, how about fuck custodies and I just bring buggies? That's surely a list that has play in it still in 9th edition, right? That's yeah. definitely because you know line of sight's dead. 
and uh, lethality is absolutely jump the shark but yeah, i could try I could it totally try yeah. it live a little just yeah. we could if only there was a game that we could play on where we could online mm. well, we could try it <laughs> we could play well, here here first it. listeners maybe ed will be taking not custodian. buggies you're taking the return buggies, of all buggies i mean it's not like i've still even got models on my desk that um you know I, I miss having to hand oh yeah, not that I'd be able to use him with a speedwar list because you can only have one orc war boss and it has to be one on a bike or a trike. And... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's one thing I would say is yeah. I feel like orcs could really benefit from the way they're looking to do detachments. I think having three very focused, very streamlined ways to play orcs massively suits that range. That kind of is what it has in its yeah. soul. Really, and having again, it felt like they never quite managed to get six sub factions worth of interesting stuff going for orcs. I feel like three very focused, uh, sort of orky detachments could be really fun, but okay, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, we've got one more question. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. Other questions. Simon, oh, no, Simon Harris is just, yeah, joining in on the conversation around cool. But Jack Davis Fletcher, hello, hello, Jack, lovely to see you, by the way. Hope you're well. Says, how's your prep for teams going post ITT? Have you thought about team balance going into Birmingham? I'm not, I'm not at Birmingham, so I'll let Chris field this. Uh, Te team prep is me going, team leader, I want to throw a spanner in the works. Let me bring orcs. <laughs> yeah, our team, um, our team prep is event basically involved two thirds of the team saying, I could take this. Oh, I could take this. Oh, I could take this. I don't really know. Um, and then we finally come to a decision. And then, you know, oh, or. So, <laughs> prep isn't. No, we, we've got a couple of spans in the work um, as much as. We've got nine players at the moment for our two teams. Um, so you could be our 10th player. Hit us up. Slide yeah. into our DMs. We are at that stage now where we are like, <laughs> we do need a 10th player. We are not, we are not above this. Please, so, we'd take anyone. We'd even take honestly, Jack Honestly, honestly, yeah. yeah, we'd honestly, <laughs> at this stage, we'd take Jack Tight, Paul Bridge, any of those guys. Like, any of those guys. Uh, yeah. But anyone else also. So if you are looking to play at the team's event end of May and you live in the UK <laughs> and you want to come, then let us know. Your friendly local podcast needs you. Yeah, comment here, sign into our Insta, Facebook, whatever. Um, shilling ourselves now. We've got, um, our, our, our forest team is pretty much the same we've just um lost um lost tom and we've gained ed is that a good thing it's an upgrade it's an upgrade no Who knows about time it. Uh, yes but i need to learn how to play custodies so uh, well, yeah. we've got loads of time we've got like a whole three weeks i can get yeah, 40 games in by four before then um and on top of that we have lost the 45 um terminator dark angel list from paul which was just like r.i.p yeah, fuck you, opponents. Um, so in that we've lost that. So I think we're kind of we're going to be more aware. I, mean, of I can still bring it. it. I don't know whether it would work as well. But I can yeah, still. Exactly. We're trying a bit hard this time. I'd say we're, pre we're preparing a bit more in terms yeah. of working out matchups and. The fact we've actually built like matrix matrices and stuff and thought about that now means I think we'll be a bit better bedded in, won't we? I think before. we'll play better and we'll pair better. Yeah. I don't know whether our team composition for our fires anyway is going to be as good because we don't have we don't have an alpha strike um like iron hand successor yeah. so we don't have that which is um, potentially an issue but we've got yanari yeah um, baby we, we played the whole event with harlequins doing sweet fuck all uh, it's true we did time yanari can kind of i think you know it will be an improvement on that. um so we've got that so um yeah i think 
it'll be it'll be fun. We've then two weeks after that we've got um, an eight man teams event, um, uh, Element Games with like a few of like the Welsh teams and Irish teams and stuff. Um, so that'll be really cool as well. We've got eight guys going to that's the one we're talking about on the Glass Hammer Gaming. I'm I'm super excited for it. But it, it feels like it's going to be complete anarchy, but I'm well I'm well up for seeing it. Like I think eight eight man pairing is ridiculous. Um, yeah. worth, worth noting that Jack Davis Fletcher says sack off coaching to be a player. Well, Jack, we'll slide into your DMs. You're a mind goblin. You know how that works. So I'll drop you a message later on, buddy. Um, and Jack says you guys are very prepared to very prepared compared to us. And Jack, I love you, but I would hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Okay. I've started getting sassy, so it's probably time to end the show. Um, honestly, very impressed with how many people turned out and all your comments, all your engagement. That's massive. I wasn't sure. You know, this stage of the, at the edition and, and the lull that we're in, I wasn't sure who'd be here, but it's amazing to have you all here. It's been super fun. Thank you so much, and we'll be back again next week, and we'll let you know how Paul and I got on at Saffron Slam. Be well out there. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.